When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Martin, I'm your host, and tonight I am joined by. I'm guessing I cut out there because I can just see the the look of confusion on Richie and Alex's face. So, hello and welcome to the Rangers Rabble podcast. My internet is intermittently cutting out just as we begin, which is always a good start um, to the show. I hope you're all well. It's Friday. It's a Rabble extra. We're taking things a wee bit slower. Um, it's a bit of fun. Friday night. Grab a beer. Join in. Because it's a Friday, because it's Rabble Extra, and because we've basically got a few items to talk about, but I would like to get your comments in, and if there's any, if there's stuff that you want to talk about that perhaps we don't bring up, and that you want us to discuss, we most certainly shall get your comments, and please get liking and subscribing and all that good stuff as well, and um, it really helps the channel along. Now, I have to apologise to everybody watching, because this is going to be the most middle class Rangers rabble there has ever been. Um, for I am joined um, by the Mercurial Richie. Richie, how are you? Oh, very yeah, very good. Thanks, Martin. It's good to be on with you. It's been a been a month or so now, I'd say. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure about your your opening remarks, but yeah, delighted to be here and yeah, looking forward to chatting more about how amazing we are and how we're going to absolutely coast to a league victory. Oh yeah, I don't know how much of my intro went out there because I could just see the confusion on people's faces, which means that my internet probably did cut out at some point. Um, and of course, the the, the uh, severely sounds harsh, but the severely upper class, Alex. Alex, how are you? <laughs> I don't know about that, Martin. Um, yeah, and a selection of English accents and and yourself just to to bring the the salt. Just to of the balance earth. it. Just to balance yeah, it. Balance with the salt of the earth there, but uh, no, I'm good. Um, out on the training field, probably about twenty minutes before now as well, but nothing as in, nothing as intense as what what's been going on at 
I was going to say Murray Park for a second there, Ochenhawi. Um, but yeah, no, just really looking forward to this, looking forward to this weekend. Um, another chance to, as I said, every, every match now, another chance to go top on, uh, on, on goal difference. So yeah, it's exciting, exciting times. We're going to start with that, right? We're going to start with Ross County, obviously. Um, <coughs> excuse me, can I just say to people in the comments, see your comments that come in, I'm going to start them so I can come back to them. So see if you comment and I don't bring it up and you think I'm ignoring you, I'm not. Um, I'm starting them and I'm going to bring them up as and when we come into the show with them, unless something really, really amazing pops up and then I'll bring it up um, straight away. So, Richie, let's jump straight into the Ross County game. Um, listen, I thought, yeah, we didn't get the amount of goals that we wanted, right? But see if you actually look at the performance as a whole. Take away the missed chances, we'll come back to that, right? But the actual performance compared to the start of the season under Michael Beale, it confuses me that we don't have a full set of supporters on social media and on podcasts waxing lyrical about that performance. 43 shots on goal. 43 shots, sorry. 23 on target. Um, we absolutely dominated. We, we slipped up once and it cost us a goal. Big wow. Um, but I thought the performance was excellent for this Rangers team. And how we can, as a support, take confidence for that blows my mind. No, I know. I I, I do agree with you. I mean, I, I was absolutely thrilled by the first half performance. And then I was going, having a quick look on a couple of group chats and, and social media, as you do, and... I was quite surprised by the general consensus that it was sort of incredibly frustrating and you know, really emphasising the the chances that we've missed because the looking. I mean, you touched upon where we've come from. I mean, I, I'd I've got to be honest. I'd kind of written off this season at the point at which um, Beer left. I thought we've we've probably got a little bit too much to do here, and we're already looking at a rebuild. You you look at the form of the signings that had come in in the summer. Um, on the whole, unsuccessful, and you know, it ju it just looked like we were so far off it. Um, and then to see, you know, how how we've been able to galvanise and and really sort of develop a, a brand of football, which let's not forget, you know, what, what were, we were we spent the first third of the season talking about how none of us could understand what the team were trying to do. There was no sense of structure or or formation. The players didn't appear to know what Bill was trying to do if he even knew himself so to think of where we've come from is is quite remarkable um, and I do get the frustration to to a certain extent because of course we we should convert more chances but you have to look at the nature of you know, some of the things at play there you've got a, a goalkeeper going from the sublime to the ridiculous um, you've got chances that have been really close we're not talking about you know a series of chances that have been sort of ballooned into the stands and I think in the general, in terms of the style of play, you know, I, aside from primarily, well, first and foremost, following Rangers, you, we also want to watch decent football. It's not just a case of, you know, desperately trying to hope that we win every game one nothing. And I was throughout that game, I was just really taken with the um, just the speed of transition, the the way that the players were. You know, making far better decisions in the final third. The movement was much better. They appeared to be just far more in tune than they've been before. And I, and I just, I think you can take so many positives from that. But I was slightly surprised by the um, the general sort of theme in social media. But then I also don't think that that's necessarily um, 
indicative of the support, you know, because there's an increasing thing now. It's almost like the the way I see it anyway. It's it's like you, the most out, outrageous take that you can come out with sort of gains some traction and somehow makes you like the most staunch supporter in the world. And there seems to be a real currency in that at the moment. Like, like in you you need to be incredibly offended by some element of our play and and that's kind of you know seems to be um what's going on so i don't know in previous title challenges we haven't had social media of course but um yeah i i was um i was really take <laughs> yeah too many big words yeah that's fair um but yeah i was really taken with the performance and you can take so many positives and i'm sure we'll come on to the goal difference and and everything else but um, but yeah, I, I was surprised and uh, and I was really uh, really encouraged and pleased. Obviously, I would have loved to have got the additional goal um, to take us to the top. But you know, just uh, I just love the way things are going at the moment, and I'm incredibly confident that you know, we're going to get the job done this year. I get the frustration, Alex, in terms of we wanted to go top, right? We're joint top. There's, so for me, it's not as big a deal. I get that we wanted our name to be in that number one position, right? End of the day, we, we didn't score enough goals to get that. But my, my point basically is the way that we played, the confidence that we played, the, the free-flowing football that we played, players knew all their jobs. Um, I, I just, The only negativity is we didn't score enough goals. And it's not as if, you know, Clement's no Harry Potter, you know? You kind of just wave a wand and suddenly every single part of our game improves. The fact that we... Put that many shots on goal, that many shots on target. The fact that he's making so many rotational changes, game in, game out, and we're still seeing a high level of performance. How can you? How can you not be happy with that? Yeah, um, I think you can split it up between the. It's like in golf; they talk about tee to green and then sinking the putts. You know, so I think you can split the performance up, and you can look at the the tee to green. The way that we played, the kind of the, the passing moves, the chances that we created. I mean, there's no argument to say anything other than it was absolutely brilliant. I mean, it was it was record breaking, basically the, the the amount of chances that we created, the the shots that we had, the shots on target. Um, you, you can't argue anything other than that was just fantastic football. Um, I think a lot of the time people have said with Clement that um, he doesn't really have a kind of style. Drawing parallels maybe back to when we with Walter Smith that you know we'd, we'd grind out wins almost, but a kind of backhanded way of saying that we weren't playing the best football. Well, I think the, the last couple of performances, especially that last one, lays that to rest in terms of that we can actually we have players to play some fantastic football. As I said, tee to green. So I think that that lays that to rest, and it's really important to be able to create chances, given that with the amount of times that we play low blocks up in Scotland, in the in the SPL. It's really important to be able to do that. So let's not take anything away from the football we played. But then the other way we can look at the finishing and say that there were two sides to it. Partly it was maybe some of the shots were kind of at the keeper or whatever, but, you know, he had a brilliant game. Some of the saves were absolutely fantastic as well. And there were, there were some good finishes in, finishes in there as well. Dessa's uh, two goals were, were brilliant finishes. But both of them, um, the header, that's that's a really skillful header, heading it down in towards the corner there. This first finish was really good as well. 
Um, so yeah, the finishing could have been better, but I, d I think you can say that, um, you know, it would have been nice to, I mean, the thing with going top, personally, I found when I was watching the match, as soon as they kind of came back into the game, um, I was just, it was kind of just get the win Rangers, just get the win. Obviously we, we go two one up and then because it's only a one goal difference, Again, for the majority of that second half, although it was desperate for goals, it was kind of get the win, get the win. And the top of the league thing, it only came back into it. Once we got that third goal, then suddenly it was like, right, come on, we've, st we've still got five minutes. We can get another goal to go top of the league. Um, so in terms of, I didn't really have that disappointment about the uh, the top of the league thing at the time because it was just, um, it was only a few minutes when we could really go for it before then you always had in the back of your mind, right, we've got only got a one-goal lead. So as brilliantly as we've played, <laughs> believe me, we've all seen matches not that long ago where we've absolutely dominated teams. Uh, I always look back to that one, the, the Motherwell one, where we were 2-0 up, absolutely cruising, and then in the space of a few minutes or whatever, it's 2 all, and you just think, and the Ross County one as well, that that 3 all game where, again, you're playing fantastic football, but you contrive to blow it. So as long as it's one goal, I'm always thinking just get the, get the three points. And then, as I said, towards the end, um, the, the top of the league thing came back into it. So, but we know that that's not that's not a big a, a huge factor at the, at the moment. Um, it comes down to kind of bragging rights of fans. You know, fans like to be able to say they're top of the league, but both teams, you know, Rangers and the other lot, I don't think they're going to be looking at tables and thinking, oh, you know we're ahead on goals scored, brilliant, let's get complacent, or on the Rangers side, you know, we're slightly, but, you know, it's not, we know how laser-focused Clement is, so that's not going to be a thing. It's just about the fans, really, and it would have been nice, um, ideally, to have gone top of the league, but we know that we've, we've got, you know, loads more chances to do that if we if we keep winning, but, um, but yeah, no, back, back to the thing that we played fantastic football. Some of the finishing could have been better. I mean, their goalkeeper breaking the record by a distance for um, shots made uh, in the, in an SPL match or whatever since they've been keeping the records. Um, you know, you've got sometimes you just got to hold your hands up and say the keeper had a, an absolutely brilliant night. But, but as I said, yeah, no no negativity from from me. Uh, fantastic performance just didn't didn't quite get the finishing. But again. Um, we, we can we can improve there. We can improve for sure. Yeah, I hope, listen, hundred percent. We can improve every every single football team, regardless of how good you are, can playing um, compared to where we were under Michael Beale. There'll be people watching this going, Martin, what's wrong? You're being awfully positive. Um, it's not like you. What's going on? Um, I, I just I seen a difference in that Ross County game that I hadn't seen. Um, from this Rangers team, and it was it was total domination, and I loved every second of it. I suppose, Richie, the problem. Um, I, I don't know how the other side can have any sort of bragging rights. Um, they were seven points clear, cruising. We couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't do anything, and all of a sudden, we're, we're back joint top of the league. So there can be no absolutely zero bragging rights um, from from that lot across the city. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I don't want to say this because I'm going to sound like a Rangers da, Richie, right? Um, but social media is obviously majority of younger people, shall we say? Um, I'm in my my mid thirties. You're in Richie, obviously, in your early fifties, and 
Alex is, is touching 60. So, so <laughs> we've all seen title races, right? We've all seen, we've seen last day drama. We've seen maybe goes to the last three or four games. We've seen the old firm games being, you know, majorly important. Um, is it just a case that a lot of the support now just haven't seen a genuine title race? So maybe when, when one little thing doesn't maybe go our way on either side, then there's an overreaction. Yeah, possibly that that's well that'll come into play. I, th- I think social media and this uh, what I was talking about earlier comes into play as well with the the, the currency for for having these sort of wild takes. Um, and I also think you know the the lack of success that we've had um, in the recent past d- does play into it as well. You know, pe- people almost become conditioned to to feel a certain way when you've had a series of disappointments and you. Know, there's lot there's things with you know that I think a lot of us more than will be willing to admit now had in some sense of excitement going into this new season I, I I know it seems like everybody was sort of on to Beale and you know completely pessimistic about what he was going to achieve but that certainly wasn't the feeling that I remember on the pods that we were doing at the time I mean we did have some question marks around signings and stuff but I think generally everybody was you know quite up for it in a way that we, we hadn't been for some time so that that's it's that kind of reinforced um disappointment um and then when there's also stuff like you know you you see the, the like the mo- most recently the need for a for a new striker and the debates around you know whether we need a sort of old school number nine or or what we what we might um understand as a more traditional number nine when when that doesn't happen i think people then look for ways to kind of back up their their ideas so if we are missing some chances or it doesn't seem like we have that um that you know cold, cold killer in front of goal then it's back to that again but yeah th- th- there's going to be twists and turns um i've absolutely no doubt about that and, and people will need to you know get used to there being some sense of uh controversy along the way like i don't we've got 13 games to go and um yeah, we're not going to we're not going to win every single game, and we're not going to play like we did on um, against County every single game either. So there's going to be that. We'll I'll say the injury word as well, which um, we're inevitably going to get more injuries because we just have to believe that now, mm-hmm. and that'll play its part. But if you think about um, yeah, that those seven points that have been clawed back, and, and you try and put put yourself in the in the shoes of someone on the other side as difficult as that'll be it, it, it's hard to think you know, that they'll have any confidence whatsoever um and and if this trajectory continues then i can see see us you know it, getting into a lead um and extending a lead um, in in the coming weeks because we've all um we've all been there where you're trying to grind out results and not playing very well and that's where they are at the moment. And you're just desperately hoping that things will click into place. You're desperately hoping that you can just get you know, another win and then we'll see how things are. We, we've been there ourselves very recently. It doesn't feel like that for us now. And it does feel like that uh, watching them, even though you just feel like they'll, they'll always just find a way of, uh, of winning somehow. It, it definitely feels that way watching them. So, yeah, I think we should be immensely confident. 
Are you back with us, Martin? I was doing a, a slight filler there. So yeah, sure um, I've gone slightly away from your original point, but uh... my, my internet keeps cutting off, and then my dog starts going mental because there's a delivery driver at the door. Um, right, there's been a super chat put in by Beatbot Boop. Now I'm staying away from the subject, right? But he's asked Alex serious question: If a bad is let go, would you take him? I, I mean, I, I think the guy is a is a really good football player, right? I think he's actually he, he could be one of the difference makers if he if he did manage to get himself back into that Celtic team. Um, he's caused us nothing but problems when we played when we played them and he's been playing. Um, but it's a no for me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean he's a good player. Um, would he be good enough for our team? I mean, he plays on the right. We've got Scott Wright, um, who is. We all like Scott Wright. We all. I mean, want, I'm not. We, I'm not even going to even try and pretend Alex to compare Scott Wright with Leo Labada. I think I'd, I'd. I've always been honest, and I've and I and I'll always be honest on this podcast. I think Kyogo's a fantastic striker. I think he's a game changer, and I think if we had a if we had a Kyogo in my team right now, I think it pretty much guarantees us the league. Um, and Abada, I think every time I've seen the guy, he's caused us nothing but problems. Yeah, no, but I wouldn't take him. I definitely wouldn't take him. Well, to be honest, if somebody came in now and put a gun to my head and said, I'd say go for it, just for partly just to wind them up, of course. But um, well, I think he's a good he's a good player, and um, you know all the stuff that's been going on with him over there. Uh, However you want to describe it, I'm sure it's probably affected his his performance as well. So, anyway, I mean, it's a, it's a mischievous question, but for it's me... It's very it mischievous. Beat Bot Boop knows exactly what he's doing. <laughs> for um, me, it would be a yes. For me, it would knows, be a yes. Yeah, he knows exactly what he's doing. It's a cheeky question. It's a funny one, but it's a cheeky one. I mean, uh, one, yeah. one thing I think, the um, just to say about uh, Richie was talking about the momentum thing, they are absolutely desperate for momentum. They can feel that everything's going our way. It's been like that for a while. Um... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They're just looking for anything to grab hold of. Something which, you know, they know how important moment, momentum is um, with title races between the old firm. And they're just clutching at anything. I mean, it was like the, the Hibs game that they won. Um, Rogers comes on and I think he... He does quite a reaction to that, and I think that's him trying to kind of create something to to switch the that, momentum. That, that was a that was a release of tension to him, Alex. Um, yeah. See if I'm being see if I'm being brutally honest with you, right? And this may come back to bite me, and I don't care, right? But Rogers has never faced um, anything up here. It's always been easy for Rogers up here. Um, mm. The first Rangers team that he came up against, let's be honest, we were awful. We were woeful. We were nowhere near them, and it was always going to be comfortable for him. Um, then he left just as Steven Gerrard was starting to kind of get his act together, albeit Celtic obviously went on to win the league that season. Um, but he's he's never he's never faced any animosity up here, Rogers. 
Um, so, it, and I, we can only go by what we've seen in previous campaigns that he's been manager of, of football clubs. When the, the going gets tough, Roger seems to get going. So we can only hope, Richie, that it's going to be the same this time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I um, I completely agree with what what Alex was saying. Um, it, it it's just it, it's that way you you can see it, and, and none of us want to say it because, like like you said, it can come back to bite you. But like we we've no reason not to be extremely confident in the way things are going at the moment. Like they they are um absolutely clinging on, and it's like we found with, uh, well, I suppose even this season you you're doing the same things and playing similar teams similar lineups and um and things will remain the same and you know you, you can just you, you can see um someone mentioned to Tim Plosion there and absolutely right if things are intensifying and um and that you know that they've got key injuries as well they're they're not going to be back um too soon um but can yeah, I just I say actually can I just say though Momentum in football is a funny thing. It can switch just as quickly. And it, it could be as simple as Celtic winning at the weekend and we drop points. And all of a sudden, the momentum massively shifts the other way. That's what it's like in title races. It doesn't go your way every single week. So we just we, we need to be careful. We need to be confident because we're playing well. right? I get that. You need to take the victories when you get them. You need to be happy when you can. Otherwise, what's the point? And being a football supporter, if you're just depressed every week, unfortunately, Richie, I am right because that's just a kind of pessimistic football supporter. Um, that I'm. but momentum in football, Richie, is a funny thing. Yeah, no, no, I get that, and um, and yeah, and yeah, get games can swing on, you know, key decisions not going your way, but um, when you have the number of uh, shots and chances that we've been creating recently then you tend to to blow that out of the way but yeah i i can even as i'm talking now i, I can sense that yeah this can all come back to bite me and of course that the, there'll be twists and turns along the way but i think we've got every reason to think that there's a good chance that we'll go into a lead um and we just need to try and yeah hold that extend it if possible. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I've, you've got to call it as you see it. There's no point. I can't just sit here and say, "Oh, I don't know how it's looking for us." You know, it might. Oh, we're we're still not on top because we're um you know we've clawed back this um this number of points, and yeah, I just I do I feel I feel extremely confident in in the way that we're playing, not just the results that we're getting. Uh, and the confidence in in the players. So yeah, long may that continue. Um, but you're you're right. You're right enough. Like that's that. There's not. Um, you know, at the end of the day, if there weren't twists and turns, then the um, you know, the, the bookies would be out of business, wouldn't they? Because it would just be so obvious to always say, "Oh, this is going to happen," or "That's going to happen." So yeah, there will be twists and turns, and yeah, let's hope that people have got a a stomach for a bit of drama in the in the running. I don't. I don't. I, I hate. I hate it. I mean, I've experienced them, but I still. I, I hate title races. I absolutely despise them. Um. I, I don't, do you know, Alex? My missus said to me the other night. It was during the Ross County game. She turned and she said to me, "Why do you even like football?" Um. Because I'm, I'm. I'm desperate for us, obviously, to get that goal. And and she says, and obviously, when it went one each, and she says, "It's taking years off your life. Why do you even like football?" And I, and I couldn't think of an answer. I said, I just do. I just do. Um, let's quickly jump back to the, the Ross County game, Alex, and just discuss 
a certain right winger in Ross McCausland, who seems to be um, taking a bit of stick off a, of his supporters. Young guy coming into the team, um, obviously started off really well. Um, obviously, you, you kind of need to start off really well to get a, an extended run in the team, but it can also then come back to bite you in the arse if you're slightly inconsistent. Now, he's a young boy. He's a winger. Wingers are notoriously inconsistent. That's The problem is Brian Lowdrop ruined it for everybody just because he was that that good, that he ruined wingers for, for the rest of the time. He's a young boy. He's going to be inconsistent. Does he deserve the sort of scrutiny that, that he seems to be getting? I think it's inevitable all players are going to have their, their performance picked over with a with a, with a fine-tooth comb. But um, McCausland, for me, I, I haven't got a, a problem with him. I think his, uh, I mean, he started so well, he maybe kind of raised raised expectations a bit. Um, remember that game away at Livingston and things. But um, I think he's playing well. He's, he's the kind of player I think Clamont likes him because... Uh, he knows he's going to put in put in a shift. I think he's quite good at uh, keeping hold of keeping hold of possession. Um, so he's quite a kind of solid option uh, for Clement to use. We don't have a huge amount of options over on the on the right wing, but um, he, he seems to be. I don't think he lets his head go down too much. I think his level of performance. He's one of these players where. Um, I don't want to say the the Sasa Papach of, of right wing, but he doesn't. To me, he doesn't have really bad games. He doesn't kind of absolutely lose the place. He doesn't chuck it. He keeps working hard. He's got a really good sort of temperament. Um, he just keeps going and keeps going. Uh, the last few games, he hasn't had any nine out of tens, but he certainly hasn't dipped below a six out of ten for me. He's he's always been quite quite solid. And, and consistent so i think he could do with a could do with a goal could do with um an, an assist a couple of assists but um i think clement keeps picking him so you know we're absolutely trusting clement at the moment and he's seeing something in his performance and i think that's giving um the lad confidence and as i said i've no worries about him at the moment i mean what are our options on the right wing um McCausland, Right, but when Wright starts, he's, he's not set the set the heather alight either, really. Um, Matondo is more suited to the left wing. Um, Cortez, have we already tried him at right wing yet? Um, he could he could be an option, but uh, yeah, I mean, you said it at the start, wingers are notoriously inconsistent, but in a way, McCawson's kind of. Sort of box that in a way that, as I said, he, he doesn't doesn't have appalling games for me. As I said, he's he's typically six or seven out of ten. I just think he could do with another eight out of ten or even a nine out of ten just to kind of, um, you know, sort of get the fans kind of falling in love in love with him again. But again, he's a, he's a uh, he's come from from the academy. We're always desperate to have players from the academy coming through. So uh, the fans have got a lot of patience with him, and. Um, so yeah, I, th I think he's doing fine, but he could just do with a, another kind of eye-catching performance, just to uh, j just to kind of boost his boost his profile again. Right, I, I take I take everything Alex has said there, Richard. Right, um, and just before I come to that, um, I have to say a big massive thank you to Des Masson um, for a super sticker. Thank you very much, Des. Always supporting the channel. 
Um, so thank you very, very much for that. And I've got a few comments lined up that I'm going to be bringing up shortly. So if you put comments in, I've, I've saved a few uh, that I'm going to be bringing up. Um, but, but Richard, I, I get what Alex is saying, but, and, and there's been nobody on this podcast more than me who's wanted young players to come into the first team. I've, I've, it's something that I've always been on about um, since obviously I covered the B team the whole last season, and we may have some B team coverage coming back. Um, but I'm I'm going to wait and just there. Uh, I speak to a certain Mister Irwin to see if that's going to be going to be happening. Um, but is he doing enough? Right? It, it, I hate asking this question. I'm going to give a, a a player who comes to the academy. I'm going to give him so much more time than I'm going to give somebody who's come in for millions and millions of pounds. Right? I just am. I'm I'm just going to I'm going to admit my bias straight away. Right? But after his initial kind of good performances. Is McCausland doing enough for the team in the position that he's playing in? Yeah, I mean, for, for me, he's had a fantastic um, season. You know, he was propelled into the first team, I think, by Davis initially, and then you know he's managed to hold on to his his place um, under Big Phil. I, I, I really, I, I struggle to get the criticism. To be honest with you, I mean, we we're the first to complain that youth players aren't given a chance uh we were we're constantly saying that there's youth options that could be used whenever we're not playing well, well. I, well i'll throw a few of them at you richie and you can answer them yeah decision decision making yeah like it, it depends how you how you view i mean what are we actually expecting from him so you, you you're saying is he doing enough to hold down a place well i think he's doing enough to to justify his place in the team with a similar amount of rotation that you'd expect that, you know, that, that, that Phil's sort of giving a lot of the midfield at the moment, the, the idea of him being pulled out of the firing line, I think is a little bit extreme, but he does, um, he does need to improve his chance creation. Like you, you can see him getting into areas and um, he's cutting across into the middle of the park really nicely. And then sometimes he's just, Either delaying that ball or or not taking on the the shot when he might. One thing I'd say he's really improved on since he first came in is his trekking back. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was quite exposed initially, uh, but I've, I noticed in the last couple of games that you know he's come. I'm, I'm not saying that's his primary role, but ultimately, when you've got flying wing backs, particularly if you're playing on the right hand side, you are going to need to do a little bit of that. Um, yeah, so I'm not suggesting that he's perfect, but I just I just think that this idea that he needs to be pulled out of the fray is, is too much. Um, he will get rotated, of course, but we don't have um, any solid options. I don't know enough about Cortez on the right-hand side. I, I haven't seen enough. If he's anything like he is on the left-hand side from what I saw midweek then yeah maybe he will be a good option but I can't see that Scott Wright's any better and while we haven't got Seema Matondo's you know look, look, going to be in his favoured position um, on the left hand side so I'm quite happy for him to carry on learning and like you said to to trust in Big Phil but ultimately we might find that he's yeah he's not starting a couple of games or he's rotated a little bit more, but from what I see from him, it's about as much as you could possibly expect from a young player. And for me, 
uh, it's good enough. He, he's been a he's been a crucial part in in what we've done since since Phil's been in, as far as I'm concerned. Do you, do you got along with that, Alex? Um, I, I said obviously decision making. Um, I've seen a few people, you know, say that he doesn't take on his man enough. Um, is he doing enough? I, I hate asking these questions because I'm going to repeat myself. I, I, I'm going to give Ross as much time as it as it takes for him to be the player that we need. If he's not already that player, I'm going to be biased in my judgments. I just am. I'm, I'm always going to prefer a player who's came from our academy to anybody that we've signed. Um, but for, for where we are this season, was it 13 games to go in the league? Um, the importance of those 13 games, the importance of getting into the Champions League next season, the money that that's going to bring in, the sustainability that has for clubs going forward. Um, is Ross doing enough in that position to keep us going and, and to win games and to win big games? Yeah, I mean, as I said, I think he's he's performing performing solidly, but at the moment not spectacularly. But um, he's uh, he's doing well enough to keep himself in the team. I mean, Clement's not going to keep him in there if he doesn't think that he's contributing and doing a valuable role. And we can see that the last few games he's not had a had a brilliant game. But as I said, he's he doesn't he's not a player who lets his head go down. He doesn't chuck it. So he's not throwing in four four out of ten or five out of ten performances. He's 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 consistent. His it's like his his uh, his worst level is actually not too bad. So that's why he's staying in the team. And I mean the nature of football is that you're not going to be equally strong in every single position. And I think right wing for a while has been a position which it hasn't been our strongest position. And I think you know, as fans, we've been we've been talking about that for a while, and that's a recruitment uh, question. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. As I said, we're we're all pretty patient with him, and um, as I said, hope hopefully at the weekend that's the game. He maybe grabs a goal, grabs an assist. Uh, I, I'm not sure whether he's gonna gonna start. I mean, as I said, Clemmer is absolutely all about rotation. So whether he might just give Wright a start and bring McCourtland on for the last 20 minutes, that, that might not do him any do him any harm because um, as a winger, there's always a bit of an advantage, I think, maybe coming on like you with 20 minutes, half an hour against against tiring defenders. Uh, as long as for me, I just really hope that he has been told to keep taking your man on, keep trying to get shots away, keep trying to play play confidently, try and play, play without pressure. And I'm sure those are the messages that, that he's getting and... As I said, hopefully, hopefully Sunday's Sunday's the game um, where he can can grab a goal or an assist or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Rabo contributor and of course channel member as well, Brian. Um, sad yeah, but Ian McMillan passing away, part of a great um, Rangers team. Yeah, every single person at the Rangers Rabo sends their condolences to Ian McMillan's family. Um, joined Rangers in 1958, um, so only Wilf Marshall would have been able to watch him. Um, he joined for his hometown club, Airdrie. Um, scored a double on his debut. Um, he played nearly 200 games for the club, scored 55 goals, and he won four league titles, four Scottish Cups, and three League Cups um, whilst at Rangers, and rightly takes his place in the Rangers Hall of Fame. So, yeah, so every single person at the Rangers Rabble sends their deepest condolences um, to Ian's uh, family at this tragic time. Shall we move on 
to the press conference then, Richie, and, and I don't usually take much stock in press conferences, to be brutally honest with you, but I, I have kind of more so since since Big Phil's came in. He was asked a lot of questions, and one of the questions that he was asked was about the pitches in Scotland, and he made a good point, actually, and he says, the better pitches you've got, the better product you've got, therefore the better TV deal that you can get. Um, just very quickly on this, because we'll obviously move on um, to the St Johnston game and, and stuff like that, but he's got a point, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. We saw it. Uh, we saw it recently at St Mirren that the the difficulty in in stringing you know, quick, free flowing football together when you've got a pitch, a ball that's bobbling about. Um, you do it in in the top leagues in the world. You, you're constantly playing on a carpet, aren't you? So um, the the ball's gonna have a true role, and you're gonna be able to play with speed and and precision and accuracy, and and that's gonna play into our hands you, you you can absolutely see the difference when we're playing at home to when we're playing at some of the grounds um in the spfl so yeah i think he's got a good a good point and it's kind of i really like the way he he's done this a few times with you know various sort of potentially contentious topics where he, he'll he'll kind of make his point in quite a, a nice polite way um Without maybe you know, you know saying exactly what he thinks about the about the issue and and you know how actually if some of these playing surfaces were improved then um, it wouldn't just be a case of it being easier for us to steamroller everybody that comes into our way but actually it'd make for a more viable commercial product for the league and then everybody could um, could improve as a result of that so. Yeah, I think he's he's got a really good point, but it's it's not something that we're going to see a, a change to anytime soon. I, I know that the weather and finances are um, you know large contributing factors, but some of the surfaces just don't seem fit for you know, a premier professional competition, do they? If we're being really honest, I mean, the only way to look at Kilmarnock, Livingston, um, to name two pitches that are obviously not grass and they're absolutely horrendous and. I think Mother will keep their pitch well now, but in the past they didn't. Um, but Alex, a lot of these clubs are going to turn around and say, we just simply don't have the money. So we, we, how can we make the investment if we don't have the money? And how did they get the money? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're on mute. You're on mute. Come on. In terms of the pitches, uh, any grass pitch will do for me. I mean, um, given what we have to put up with with Kilmarnock and Livingston. I mean, the St. Mirren pitch, that was a funny one. It actually... On the TV, it actually didn't look too bad, but everyone, even um, everyone, agreed. Like the players and that, and, and both managers actually, even Stephen Robinson agreed that the pitch was actually in a bad, a kind of bobbly state. Um, so, yeah, but uh, as I said, a, a grass pitch, just any, every single time. I, mean, I think Kilmarnock, haven't they? I'm not sure if they've announced that they've got plans to to dig up their AstroTurf and replace it with 
I think they do. Grass, which I can imagine um, McInnes would have a pretty big influence uh, in big influence in that as he's kind of more of a traditionalist I, I suppose but uh, I mean the Livingston one I just think is an absolute embarrassment for Scottish football that pitch it just I don't even know how to it looks like a kind of a, a green sort of doormat that's kind of you know spread out across the pitch it just the quality just looks appalling it's different patches of different colours and everything and it's just for the elite level of football in Scotland it just shouldn't be allowed I mean, it's as simple as that. Why they can't just bring a rule in just to say that um, for the elite level of football, the top tier league in Scotland, you have to have a grass pitch. If you don't have a grass pitch, tough. I mean, the amount of clubs around that can afford to, to maintain a decent grass pitch, um, you know, they just have to cut the cloth accordingly and they just bring a rule in. I mean, I don't know why they haven't done it yet, um, but... But yeah, in terms of the in terms of the pitches, as I said, if, if it's a grass pitch, I I don't usually complain about it, even if it is a bit bobbly or whatever. You, you kind of have to adapt your style. But uh, it's the astroturfs that really really annoy me, and I, I just find it quite an embarrassment actually that they're still there in in the SPL. But hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully it, it gets gets sorted. If Kilmarnock change theirs, that that'll be something because um, it means you know Livingston, you just you just want them out of the league, you just want them down yeah. because. Yeah. That the embarrassment of the pitch. So you think from the club's point of view, um, and you know, Livingston famously have got pretty, pretty small support, um, and that maybe that's a factor that people going along week in week, you know, every couple of weeks to watch football on that surface. Um, so so yeah, that's my take on the pitch. Is any grass pitch, I, I won't mind too much, but um, but yeah, I just want rid of those astroturfs. Can I just say, Toronto Bear channel member, thank you very much. Um, we need to hold clubs responsible and make them have better standard of pitch if we want to, if we want our game to improve. That would mean getting the SPFL and the SFA to do something, which, as we all know, is practically impossible. And can I just say, Toronto Bear as well, me and the missus are actually looking in to a move to Canada. So just give me a yes or a no um, in the comments, Toronto, and anybody else who's um, watching from Canada. Yes or no? Is it worth it? Is, is it? What's the the lifestyle like over there? What's the? How much does it cost? How much do things cost in Canada? So give me a yes or a no. Should we emigrate? Um, because that's something that we are we are looking. Is this an exclusive, Martin? You may, you may as well make use of the the people watching. You know what I'm saying? Just just just. Can you wait till the end of the show, Martin? Yeah. I mean, it takes a, it takes a little while to emigrate. You know, um, but it's something that we're something that we're looking at. Um, but I would just need to obviously see the. The difference in time zones, so because I'd need to maybe get Richie to start running the podcast with his big posh accent. Um, but yeah, <coughs> excuse me, somebody who I really want to talk about, Richie. Um, as Paul says, serious question What price would you put on Super Jack Butland? Now, the manager was asked in the press conference, you know, where does he rate in terms of goalkeepers who you've either managed or you played with? I think you put them joint first. I, I, I can't remember the other goalkeeper that he named. Um, but he has that good rich, isn't he? And, and I mean, for me, he's, he's invaluable. Yeah, absolutely. As far as I'm concerned, he's, he's invaluable. Um, the, the part that he's played so far has been absolutely, you know, you, you can't... Um, you, 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 you can't overstress like, yeah, the, the impact that he's had. 
Um, and he's also, you know, as far as I can see, the the manager was talking about you know, the influence that he has in the dressing room and everything else. He's such an influential player in terms of leadership, not only what he does on the pitch, but I think there's the, the, there's a few different. So if you're asking what I would take, it, it would be that, that, he, that there's that it would need to be an absolutely stupid amount of money. But if you're saying what do I think uh, Bennett and and friends would would accept, fifteen to twenty million. Um, and I, do, I don't, and that doesn't please me to say that at all. But just given that we we paid very little for him, um, the whole player trading model and everything else, um, I, I think that they would accept something in the region there. But I think his actual value, if if you look at what they, the the um, the transfer prices of some of the goalkeepers that come into the English Premier League, you know, and you'd have to think, I mean. I, I think genuinely on form, he should have a very good chance of getting into the England team in the summer, but he probably won't because of the snobbery um, that is, exists within the Premier League. I, I don't think like the. the Do you think Gareth Southgate cares about that though, in terms of Butland getting selected? Because I mean, he was going to pick Jordan Henderson, who was playing in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, but Jordan Henderson's was already one of the one of his sort of club, wasn't he? So it's like, I think if he hadn't have had that relationship with him and then he was in Saudi Arabia, it would be quite different. So so I do I do think that that would feed into his decision. I, I hope that it wouldn't because I think that would be a fantastic experience for him to have. I think he has been capped before, but maybe um, just on a, on a couple of occasions. Um, and I think he deserves that. And also it, put, you know, it puts his value up. I mean, it depends what he does in Europe as well because I think there's, there's more eyes on that. But um, yeah, I, I can't see that. I mean, I, I know that Pickford's got the the jersey at the moment for it, but honestly, I, I just um, I can't see that he's he's a better keeper than Butland on on current form. Um, so I, so there's no amount of money that I would take, but I think the board would accept uh, anywhere up towards around twenty million. I think I think they'd accept and look to pump that back into the team. I mean, there's expectation, Alex, which is what the fans would expect. And I think most of us would rather keep them than sell them. I think that's fair. But there's an expectation of what we would accept fee-wise as a support, and then there's a reality of what the board would accept, as Richie says. And uh, listen, if we got offered 15 million for any player, I think we'd take it. Yeah, I think um, if it was anything under 10 million, there'd be, you know, we'd all be absolutely, absolutely raging. Um, I don't think the board would be that stupid, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he's just been—he's just made such a huge, huge difference to us this season. Um, it was a strange thing with McGregor, wasn't it? We, McGregor was an absolute legend, but I think we all kind of knew that 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 time was up and it, it had gone on too long. Um, when you look back to you know even a couple of seasons ago, uh, where we we went to the Europa League final and McGregor was absolutely huge getting there but then in the league some of those <laughs> don't really want to think about it again but some of those results which basically cost us that that league where we blew the lead fortunately some of his mistakes were pretty prominent in those so uh now we've got butlin we're really noticing the difference and he is absolutely so important to us i mean remember a defensive record this season uh although Obviously, the usual story, one error and everyone's 
um, saying that the, the defence needs fixed. But the reality is, statistically, I think our defence is something like, um, I saw someone a few days ago, that it's the third, in terms of, in terms of the league, uh, goals conceded per game, it's the third best in our history. In 150 years, the third best. Um, so the defence is... 12 years. The defence has been brilliant this season and he's been a massive part of it. So, yeah, Alex, Alex, of, Alex, uh, 150 years, you're taking the piss here, mate. It's only about 12. So, yeah, no, don't let's not let's not go there. But the um, <laughs> no, listen, no, I get that. That. listen, I get that. And there's people who sit who complain about the defense that we have and stuff like that, which again, it baffles me sometimes as well. Um, and I mean, yeah, Richard, there's people in the comments, you know, saying, look, if we get into the Champions League, if we win the treble, if we do this, if we do that, we don't need to sell anybody. And I get that. I, I, I get that, right? But at the end of the day, we're still a trading club. We're still going to have that model of bring players in, make them better and sell them for more money than what we brought them in for. Yeah, and then there was a big emphasis on that at the um, the sort of stakeholder AGM meeting at the end of last year. John Bennett was falling over himself, making sure that everybody knew that we were still running at a considerable deficit despite the Europa League run. So, yeah, I, th I think that that's always going to be a The Champions League's huge, Richard. We have to say that. The Champions League money is massive. Especially Absolutely, with, yeah. Especially with the way that they're changing it next season. I think there's six games you're guaranteed or eight games you're guaranteed or something like that, rather than the four. So there's, there's a lot more money on offer. It's an absolute game changer, and particularly if you can build upon that, so have you know, um, several seasons where you're in the competition, then you start seeing the yeah the balance sheets looking a lot different. But um, yeah, I, th I think the, the sad reality is, you, as you said, when we started talking about Butland, I think 15 million um, at the minute is about, you know, th that that's going to be a, something to think about for, for anybody in the squad, unfortunately. But, you know, all, all we can look to do is, you know, win the league this year, Champions League money, attract different players as well, and then just start building up again from there. And um, yeah, because it's it's been a while since we've been able to make any kind of mark what you'd call marquee signings in a way that we used to when I was growing up, you know. So um, I know we're still a million miles away from that, but there's only one way to go about doing that. And as you say, it's it's about securing the money and winning titles. Hundred percent, it is. And marquee signings, I think, I think they're they're gone. I mean, seven million in Ryan Kent, I think that's about as much marquee as we're going to have in it. I don't think it's ever going to be any higher than that, I wouldn't imagine. Um, just to let everybody know that Rangers under-18s have just went 3-1 up against Hamilton under-18s. Um, and on Tuesday at 2 o'clock at Gussie Park in Dundee, um, Dundee United under-18s will be taking on Rangers under-18s. So if you're if you've not got anything planned, it's free. You get in, doesn't cost you any money, and you want to go and watch the under-18s, um, then they'll be playing at Gussie Park on Tuesday at 2pm, um, which is a game that I'm going to be attending. Yeah, um, I hope Rangers win, of course. I just I hope one person in the under-18s has a, a very good game for Dundee United, but of course I want. Of course I want a Rangers win. Um, St Johnston on Sunday then, Alex. Um are we going to? Are we at the point now? 
but but the supporters are thinking, right? It's not the fact we're going to win because we know we're going to win. We just need to score loads of goals. Are we at that point now? Are we taking it too much for granted? No, I think because it's an away game, um, just instinctively, we'll maybe think about. Oh, is, that you, is, that, is that you thinking that, Alex? Because you're of an older vintage. <laughs> an older vintage. <laughs> Only just hit forty, actually. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's an older vintage in the in the podcast world. Yeah, true, true. Um, yeah, and no, I think it's. Uh, I think everyone's everyone's the same. It's just get get the three points, get the win, and then. If we go a couple of goals up, do not don't sit back. None of this kind of, you know, two 0 up, job's done. Let's just sit on it. And Clement said as well. He says, you know, um, it's not about telling them to go out and get more goals because a goal difference. The message is always to keep pushing, keep pushing for more goals. That was something uh, Gerard brought in um, and was a brilliant part of his kind of approach. The, the whole relentless thing that the team would keep pushing. Um, so that's going to be the case on Sunday. Um, it's going to be get a couple of goals up, make sure the win. That's the that's the important thing. As I said, goal difference at the moment it might not even goal difference is only a factor if it finishes on level points. So we know that. So the priority is always the win, the three points. And if we go a couple of goals up, then for sure we're going to want them to keep pushing. And we know that they're going to keep pushing because that's Clement's way. So. Um, so yeah, that that's basically it. Hopefully, a couple of early goals, but the priority for me is always going to be the win, the win and the three points. Yeah, I mean that's for me as well, Richie. And it sounds like, again, I'll use the phrase "Rangers da" sounding. Um, <laughs> there's obviously going to be so much emphasis put on goals just simply because we're on the same amount of points, which is crazy when there's thirteen games to go because so much, so much can happen in those thirteen games, and it's it's highly unlikely that we're going to finish in the same amount of points. So, for me, again, I mean, all there's going to be rotation, because that's the way the manager does it. Um, it's all about the three points. And Perth, St Johnston, horrible stadium, right? It, it's 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 like an industrial estate stadium. It's the only way I can describe it. It's a horrible stadium. Um, but again, just go there and get the three points. Yeah, yeah. No, I know it. It's a bit like a Lego-looking thing, isn't it? It's, um, it's a, a bad stadium, but hopefully the, the the pitch looks to be in half decent nick anyway. And um, yeah, I don't know if we've got anyone um, in the comments in and around Perth, but um, I don't know if I'm we're expecting any. people in the comments slagging me for some reason. <laughs> Just another, step, just step, another episode. Apparently, eh? I'm going to like step tone son when I get older. If I don't already look <laughs> but yeah, um, no, I, I this whole goal different. I think it's just everyone's obviously wanting us to sit at the top of the league, and and I can completely get that. But you see, if we'd have had a far less convincing performance, and somehow we'd found our way to a three nothing win, maybe like a penalty or a you know, you know, just a bit one of those kind of scrappy ones that ends up three nil. I I would feel less confident despite the fact that we'd be sitting plus one better on goal difference than I do now, having watched that performance. So I, I don't really I'm not interested in the goal difference at all at the moment. Well people are acting as if we've like we're in the cutoff already. It's like as you said, thirteen games, there's there's gonna be twists and turns. We'll need to do the business on Sunday, but I think we will. And um, and I tell you what, I'll have um, 
more than a slightly hopeful eye tomorrow because I, I I can really um, don't yeah, I'm not don't Richie Richie don't don't Richie don't if oh. if I had that power Martin if oh. I if only I had that kind of power how many times has McInnes beaten them this season I know but come on right right do you know what the one thing that we have to do we have to say seriously on here right they are a good team. Right, they're not having the best of times now. Right, we get if you, if you look at their record, they're still winning loads and loads of games. They are a good team. There's every possibility they drop points tomorrow, right? But there's also every possibility that they beat Kilmarnock four or five nil tomorrow. So we can keep. No, there is, there is. It could be a one nil scrappy win for Celtic, but they've also got the ability to go out and score four or five goals. In that team, they have that ability, right? So we have to. I mean, I th- personally, I think we have to move ourselves away from focusing on them, right, and what they do every week. We have to focus on us. And if they have a really good week one week where they go and score a barrel load of goals and, and they absolutely thump a team, doesn't it get to us? We just carry on doing what we're doing. Martin, I've, uh, I've got to admit, this is just me personally, my approach, and it was like that with title races, that... Every single game that they play, you think this might be the one. This might just be the one, and you and you start keeping an eye on it. And the longer it's nil nil, you hope this is football. This football is about hope, isn't it? If, if, if there wasn't hope in football, it's also then about pain team, and man. anguish, and three days <laughs> yeah, in your bed anguish. and whiskey, and I'm never watching Rangers again until the next time they play. That's what well, that's what football's about. I'll, I'll be honest. What I'll be like tomorrow, I'll be keeping an eye on their score. As long as it's nil nil, you'll be hoping that it's it's the one. Um, one thing's for sure: the longer it's nil nil, the the, the pressure's going to build. It's the same for us uh, when we play as well. So, um, but yeah, it's it, it's unlikely at Parkhead. You, you never know. But uh, obviously, uh, McInnes's two wins against them were were at Rugby Park, which is a, um, a bit of a different ball game. But um, but yeah, you never know. And that, that's what a title race is like. Every single game you think this might be the one that um, they might have a little slip up in. And th- their fans will be the same about about our games as well. But um, but yeah, no, McInnes is... Because uh, I think his record against Rogers previously when he was at Aberdeen was kind of famously pretty pretty poor. So Anybody's record at Aberdeen against them is pretty poor. Let's be brutal. Uh, yeah, true. Let's, let's not kid it's on um, Just very quickly as well, um, Jim Sloan. And I've seen your other super chat that you've put in, Jim, and I'm going to come to that in a second, by the way. I'm, I'm constantly telling people your, your comments are saved and I'm going to come back to them. Um, so, and again, Jim always supports the channel. So thank you very, very much, Jim. It's genuinely, you know, appreciated. Um, Big Phil is the best signing we've made since 55 by a country mile. And you're not going to get an argument from me, Richie. Um he said in his press conference that, you know, he's a young manager. He's only been managing for seven seasons. Um, but the way, he's, the way he's come in and changed this whole team is beyond recognition. And and so far, what a job. Yeah, you know, there's, there's nothing else you can say, is there? Like, as I said earlier, I'd half written off this season just because I thought there's just no... We're in, we're in such a mess with the money that we'd spent and the, the form of the team, so... No, you, you just you can't. You've just got to hope that he carries on as he is, and he, I've just he's just got that feel about him as a 
that he's going to be here for a while and he's going to do really good things. He, that that kind of, even like you were saying about you, know, you'd become a bit turned off by press conferences and now you're a bit more interested in them. He, he's just got that air about him and you can only imagine what it'd be like sitting in the dressing room as one of his teams as well, as long as you're playing well. So, um, yeah, absolutely. But I, I can't disagree, Jim. And um, yeah, let's hope he, he fires us to 56, eh? Aye, and by the way, just there's nothing wrong with checking their scores and keeping an eye on their games. I don't know where this came from that all of a sudden you get less <laughs> strong points if you keep an eye on Celtic. You always keep an eye on what your rivals are doing. Um, absolutely, why would you not? Um, and yeah. neither they are, Jim. And that's another super chat. Thank you very much, Jim. Robert never dingies my super chats, Martin. And neither do I. Absolutely, neither do I. Um, so again, thank you so, so much for the support. And beep, bop, boop. Um, which again is one of my absolute favourite names with a super chat. Kevin Van Veen and Greg Stewart will batter them. Let's absolutely hope that they do and then have an off game um, when they come to Ibrox in a few weeks and play us. But let's absolutely hope we do. Look, Celtic are vulnerable. People are putting it in the comments. I get that. They absolutely are, right? But there's a lot of money invested in that team and all I'm saying is they have the ability on their day to spank teams. And I've no doubt that between now and the end of the season, they will a few times. What I'm saying is, we can't let that get us down if they suddenly have a good performance. Um, we just need to keep focusing um, exactly on what we are doing. That's all I'm saying. So people, stop jumping down my throat. It's, it's the, bang out of the thing is though, Martin, it's like we, we used to watch it in hope and you just thought maybe they'll have a bad day. But when you watch the games at the moment, they're that poor. Like you can't help but get a little bit excited about it. Aye. And and Ian, I love Ian's comment. You know, Martin, you think this is good wait for next season when Big Phil has his own team on the park? And, and that that's that's the comment for me because this is Big Phil, you know, coming in and using the players that he has to use and he's only been able to bring in loan signings and, and obligations to buy. He's not even able to bring in his own players yet and we're, we're performing this way. So, um, no, it's... it's it's I'm positive and I think we've all gone and won the league. We may not. We may. Um, we shall see what happens. Before we go, let's quickly discuss Kmar Roof, Alex. Um, the manager saying in his press conference today that he's back training, but he won't be throwing him into any games. He's going to take his time. But also there's been rumours, which I... I don't really think are rumours. Um, to be brutally honest with you, I think it's common knowledge that he won't be offered a new contract at the end of the season. Um, I think it would be mental to offer him a new contract. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. There's any any chance of that with his with his injury record. Um, Clemens maybe just doing the prof- doing the professional thing and uh, you know not talking him down so that. Uh, you know, if, if he can come back and play a little bit, um, you, you never know. We might get Roof's such a quality striker when he's fit. You know, one goal could be absolutely crucial at any point in the season. One goal could be crucial. So um, he's not going to want. He's not going to want. He's going to want to talk him up so that if he if he can get back and just play even a couple of games or something, just to be an option. That. He's going to build him up gradually and build up his that will involve building up his confidence as well. So again, if he does come back um, and play even a small role, 
that he's going to be an option for us. So I think he's doing doing the right job, but um, the professional thing and kind of being positive about him. I mean, obviously it makes no sense for him, for him to be negative about his injury record. I mean, we know, we all know his injury record and what a great shame it's been because at various times you think that a fit, uh, a fit roof is, you know, one of the best, one of the best strikers in Scotland for sure. Um, during the 55 season, you kind of almost forget how important his, his goals were um, to that, to that season, top scorer that season. So, um yeah i i don't have the thing with roof is you just you don't have expectations anymore unfortunately because of his injury record mm -hmm. anything we get from him any goals we get from him will be a bonus but uh but i'm i'm not writing off that he might have a have a role to play and again any goal could be crucial uh later in later in the season so um hopefully he can come back i mean it would be absolutely fantastic if he is to leave us in the summer, if he can come back and play play some kind of role towards the end of the season, that would be would be brilliant. But um, but yeah, no, the the roof story at, at Rangers has just been absolutely absolutely dominated by his injury record, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, it's it, it unfortunate. Um, Richie and, and Louis Martin asking, what about a pay as you play contract? No, because just no, Richie. It, it gets to the point and. And look, it, this sounds dead hypocritical, right? But, you know, if Clement gives him enough time and he comes back in and he manages to stay injury-free again, he could be the complete game-changer who wins his league, right? Because he is that good. But not even on a pay-as-you-play contract next season. As soon as the end of the season comes, it's time to say goodbye. Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I completely agree. I'd, I mean, I don't even think he would... I don't think these pay-as-you-play things now. Uh, I don't think I couldn't even see him accepting that, even if um, it was something that we'd be keen to keen to go forward with. And he, you know, injury-free. Um, I, I do think that he's would be you know, obviously our best forward and and one of the best forwards in the league in recent years um but that's that's more the problem you can't say injury free can you because we're, we're talking about something different then and yeah maybe even if he didn't have these injury problems he might even be playing in the english premier league yeah i, I think at a time he could have really been that good to do genuinely um so it's one of those things i think of all the players that are um out of contract in the summer i think it's only really lundstrom that's the question mark as to whether there'll be an extension um <coughs> I can't see any of the others staying on. Um, and I think it's about right that we, we shift. What is it? We've got six in total. So it's, it's about right that we, we shift five of them, I would say. Um, if it's going to be a means of getting some fresh blood into the squad. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Landstrom will be a definite. I think be, as, as long as he can stay fit and everything, I think he'll be a definite because, uh, I mean, Clement's kind of said as, said as much. And I think also you need a kind of senior senior player experienced head in that midfield um so i think lundstrom's a definite jack another one unfortunately is you know there's the injury question so um we've not got time to go through all the players alex we've not got time to go through them all but no listen i, I get that and i've had a message for brian as well to say to remind everybody that the um women's old firm is on sunday at ibrox as well i believe it's a pound for a ticket um so if you're not doing anything on sunday then do head along to that um, make sure you go. Can I just say, a, a, by the way, a big massive thank you to sponsors of, of the podcast, uh, uh, Football Prizes. 
um, who have you clicked on the link in the description, you can enter the competition. Tickets cost £3.95. I believe there's 149 tickets in total. And you can win a Rangers Legends multi-signed and frame shirt, which is signed by Nigel Spackman, Mark Haley, Trevor Stephen, Chris Woods, and Mark Walters. And I believe there's also 14 instant prizes as well, which include signed frame pictures by, I think, Natural Novo and Kenny Miller, um, amongst others. So a massive thank you to Football Prizes for sponsoring the show and, and giving you the opportunity to win that. That signed um, top and loads and loads of other um, instant prizes as well. You can check out our socials um, or go into the link in the description as well and you will get the um, link for that. And a massive thank you to NordVPN as well who sponsored the podcast and the link for that is in the description as well. Final question before we go, guys, right? Final question before we go. St. Johnston on Sunday, I just want you to know, who starts up front, Alex? Is it going to be Dessers, who's fresh off scoring two goals? Um, or is he going to bring Silva back in? I think uh, Clement is he's been all about rotation. And uh, rotation's the way to go as long as it works, basically. So it's giving everyone minutes. It's uh, The spirit in the dressing room is going to be sky high because they know they're all involved. So I think he's going to keep rotating, you know, basically until, until it starts working. So I think Silva's going to start uh, for me and uh, Dessers will maybe maybe come on for a bit off the bench but I think Silva's going to start and, and uh, I'm really hoping he gets a start and gets gets a couple of goals Is there an argument Richie to be made though that your number nine's just scored two goals so why would you not keep him in the team? Yeah the, there's definitely an argument but yeah, it's been what we've seen um, from Clement so far so I agree with Alex I think Silva will come in 70-75 um, minutes um depending on how the game's going, and then and then Dessers will get some time at the end. And, and I think it it seems like he's built an environment where the players are quite sort of okay with that. I, I don't see... Um, it, it feels like there's sort of healthy competition amongst the group. Like Lawrence said a few positive things at the press conference earlier as well um, about the unity within the camp. So, yeah, I can see Silva starting. I, I'd still like to see him on the left at some point, but... I said that when he first came in, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen because he hasn't taken any opportunities to to play him there so far. But um, yeah, we'll we'll have Silver as the um, as the false nine, as they as they say, and hopefully he gets a couple himself. If he's got five minutes, can you stretch another five minutes? I know it's going to cost me a lot more money in overtime, right? But you mentioned him, Richie, so I'm going to come straight back to you, Tom Lawrence. Um, it's something I was going to bring up, but I just seen the time. An hour and 12 minutes we've been on this podcast. Um, looked the difference maker, not the difference maker, I thought everybody played well against Ross County, right? But you've seen the difference that Lawrence made, you know, the, the speed of thought, the, the movement, how good he is with his feet. Um, I would be amazed, though, if he plays on Sunday, just simply because the manager's been, you know, not just rotation, but Lawrence is, you know, injury prone. So I would be amazed if he starts on Sunday. However, he has he, he was sensational against Ross County and you can see the difference that he makes in this team. Yeah, and it, you, you can. I, I'm, I'm a massive fan of, of Lawrence. Um, it was interesting seeing him from that deeper position as well as one of the sort of... Well, you, you can't call them holding midfielders, but you know what I mean, the, the two behind, the, he's behind a, the three. He's an advanced playmaker. Yeah, so it was interesting and he alluded Football to Football manager well. term there, folks. Football manager. <laughs> 
<laughs> 10 years ago maybe but yeah um yeah so it was good to seeing him like coming into those positions uh was really interesting as well and he was linking up really well with uh cantwell which was great um yeah, I, I, he he can play in either of those. Well, the, the, of the three behind the striker, he can certainly play centrally in the ten or on the left as well. So, plenty of options. But I I can't see him starting because I think there's quite a few. Uh, there's a bit of competition for those two places behind the three now, isn't there? Particularly with Lundstrom's form, uh, we haven't seen much of Raskan and um, obviously Sterling's made a when he's when he's back available. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, he probably won't start. Um, but, yeah, I thought he was really impressive. Um, Alex mentioned it in the reaction show, but that, that no-look pass was just fantastic. Just slid exactly. through him behind. It was almost, and, I, and I, I, I don't say this lightly, it was almost Scott Allen-esque. <laughs> oh, dear. What was yeah. that the pass um, of the when we beat them about eight one or something? And... I'm just saying, I'm just saying that is it wasn't quite as good as Scott Allen Alex, but it was it was almost up there. It was almost up there. But I but but just final thoughts then you Alex on on the, the Tom Lawrence thing. Did you like seeing him in that kind of deeper role? Um yeah, I really like Tom Lawrence. I think Tom Lawrence is a really, really good player. He was uh, we're just beginning to see he's getting back to full fitness now. And we're just beginning to see the player that, that we hoped he had. He's a massive threat. He's probably not got as many goals from his shooting as it maybe deserves. I just think he's got an absolutely fantastic shot. He hits that shot. It's like, I don't know what I don't know what the kids call it these days, like a kind of knuckleball thing where, the, where it's kind of top spin and it starts dipping as it gets to the goalkeeper. And it makes it difficult to deal with. And that's why it's no kind of uh, coincidence um, the kind of shots being parried off to the side for, you know, for a tap in for Dessers. I think or it's called Rocket League or something like that. Rocket yeah, I, I could never, I could never hit one myself, but um, no. he hit that shot with the kind of the, the dipping shot, and it's really goalkeepers absolutely hate that, and it's a real uh, kind of weapon to use. So I think it's it's fantastic that he's he's back in form. But again, Clement's all about rotation. There's certain guys that are rock solid and don't get rotated, but I think Lawrence is one of those ones that he's managing, and I've no yeah. problem with that. So I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll start, but uh, he'll certainly be there on the bench um, if if needed. It's important, that he ma- it's important that he manages them as well because we we need some deal to him for the running. We need some deal to him. We need some deal to him to play against Celtic, who gives us that extra bit of quality that we're, we're definitely going to need, and we certainly don't want him getting any picking up any more. Um, injuries. So, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, I know all 15 minutes overtime with these two gentlemen, um, which is a lot of self-esteem that I need to give out. Um, but yeah, there we go. So, Richie, Alex, thank you very much. If you're watching on YouTube, um, help us on our way to 10,000 subscribers by clicking that subscribe button if you haven't already. I think something crazy like 72% of people who watch don't subscribe. Um, so, if you're a, if you're if you're a regular watcher and you haven't already, then subscribe. doesn't cost any money. Um, however, if you want to help support the podcast, you can also join as a member. The join button is below the window, and if you're on your phone, you will have to go into the description, and um, that's on YouTube. If you're watching on Facebook, then please do share and like as well, and if you're watching on Twitter, give us a retweet and like as well. Brian's telling me that we've only got 56 likes on YouTube. Come on, hit that like button. Help us get to 300 likes on this video. If you help us get to that, 
then that helps share it amongst the YouTube community um, more so than other shows, and it helps get the word um, out there. We are back on Sunday for build-up and then, of course, full match reaction to the game. And then next week, we've got the phone-in, we've got build-ups, we've got the Rabble Extra on Friday. We've got so much content coming your way. So thank you to all the Super Chats tonight as well, helping support the podcast. It really does mean a lot, and it helps keep us going, and it helps us uh, buy into new things and, and get things out to as well. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Richie, Alex, thank you very much, and we'll see you all Sunday. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.